This episode of the Disney Film Project is sponsored by touringplans.com. Head over to touringplans.com and use their tools to save yourself time and money when you are at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. You can use the Lions application on your mobile phone, use the crowd calendar to figure out which parks to hit which days, or use the touring plans to save time and money waiting in line. Touringplans.com is the sponsor of this episode of the Disney Film Project. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome again to the Disney Film Project Podcast. This is the program where we discuss the films of the Walt Disney Company, from the wonderful to the bad and everything in between. I'm your host, Ryan Kilpatrick. I uh, originated and work over at DisneyFilmProject.com, where we do the same thing, talking about the shorts and the feature-length films of the Walt Disney Company. But to do a podcast, we need people who know more than film about me, and that's why we have recruited some of the best film experts in all the land. First of all, we have Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who is a blogger over at touringplans.com. He is chief technical officer at disneydrivenlife.com, and I'm not talking to him because he's seen The Avengers. Yes, I have. Woohoo! It's awesome. It's Next, we have Miss Cheryl Perlmutter. <laughs> who uh, is the producer of the program. I'm sorry, that was rude. I did cut Todd off there. But Cheryl Perlmutter is, has not seen The Avengers, from what I understand, because she's a nice person, and she, she, she took pity on me, who hadn't seen it yet. And she's a wonderful person because she produces this program. She edits it. She makes it what it is. You can see all of that information about what she's doing on at Cheryl P3 on Twitter or go over to about.me slash Cheryl P3. And from time to time, you can catch her over at onthegoinmco.com. How are you, Cheryl? I'm doing good. Not really thrilled with this movie, but Okay. Normally, we would have Miss Brianna Alessio joining us. She is working hard so that she can come down for the Avengers meet. That's right, on May 19th, so remember that you are there for that. Uh, so, in her absence, we have recruited some friends of the program to join us from time to time. We have another return guest. You might remember him from his appearance on our Mary Poppins episode, and he volunteered for this, folks. I'm just letting you know that in advance because... I bet he won't. Uh, and that is Mr. Jeff Cheney. How are you, hey, Jeff? Hey, good. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I'm doing okay. I just, I just want to point out that not only do I, I hate Todd a little bit for seeing the Avengers um, a- after recruiting me for this movie, which, which I had not seen um, up until this point. Um, I, I don't know that he's my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> can, yeah. can I say? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff was so excited, he goes, Michael Crawford, he starts listing off all this Michael Crawford trivia, and I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't, yeah. Didn't quite know what you were getting into, did you, Jeff? No. No, I really didn't. But that's no. okay. That's okay. I, I soldiered right. through it. That's right, because... Folks, as the aforementioned Avengers, we are leading into the Avengers with our Disney Superhero Month because we've already done most of the Marvel films. So we looked at the Disney films that feature superheroes, and you can't talk superheroes and Disney without talking Condor Man. Condor Man! Condor Man! <laughs> 
Condor Man. Yes, that's right, folks. The 1981 feature film from Walt Disney Productions, starring the aforementioned Michael Crawford, Oliver Reed as the bad guy, we got Barbara Carrera as the femme fatale, and of course, James Hampton as the beaver. No, as uh, the special secret agent from the CIA. This is a... Uh, it was described on the poster as an action-adventure-romantic-comedy-spy story. Uh, it could probably best be described by the critics as one of the worst films of 1981. <laughs> I, so, so I actually remember Siskel and Ebert making fun of this. They, they did their yearly roundup of the worst movies, okay? And um, they, they, would, they used terms like less than stellar special effects and on, on and on and on. I mean, they just like ragged it for like 10 minutes. And I can understand that completely. <laughs> if I were a film critic, I would do the same. Uh, however, I am just a person who gives his opinion, and I have to say, when I saw this, did you see this when it, when it was first in theaters, Todd? I, in fact, did see it in the movie theater. As did I, sir, and when I saw it, I thought it was the funniest, coolest thing ever. Yeah, and then you look back and think, how old was I? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, here, here's the thing, right, is not only did I like this movie, but I had read the original book that it's based on, which is The Game of X, and I own the novelization of the book written by the author who – so what, what they did was they took the book, Game of X, adapted it into the movie, and then the same author that wrote Book of X adapted it back into Condor Man the novel. Not only that, he also co-wrote the screenplay. Yes, it's just – now understand the book is way better than the movie is. That would be difficult not to do. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Um, but, but, okay, so, so you have to, I, I have to ask though. Okay, so we've established already the movie is bad, correct? Yes. Everyone, everyone agrees on that, and we're all probably going to rate it later. But there's, there's two kinds of bad, right? There's Beverly Hills Chihuahua bad, where they were trying to make a good movie, and they didn't make a good movie, and it, there's really not a good redeeming quality of it. Then there's cheesy, funny bad, and that's what this is to me. Would you agree with that? No way. <laughs> I, I think it's probably somewhere between the two of those. Here, here's the thing, right? You have a lot of people in this movie who are actually well-known for their acting skills, and I think that none of them brought that to the table in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I just uh, – I mean I, I've never seen a bunch of people look like they might as well have just been puppets on sticks in a movie collectively. Yes. Like, except for the guys I... from – except for the guys from Late Smurfs Action who <laughs> – Yes, yes. Um, so, drivers. Yeah, doesn't, don't the stu doesn't that whole scene with the black cars remind you of that? It's in the, it's in the French, you know, or Italian, you know, city on the, on the side. There's exactly five black cars. They're chasing Absolutely. the one other car. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a nod to the uh, animated Condor Man in the credits as the best acting job of the, uh, of the movie. <laughs> I, I, I can agree with that. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> So, so people are probably wondering why of all superhero movies to pick, besides that there aren't actually a lot of Disney superhero movies yes. that we haven't already done, um, the, why we p would pick this. And so 
this movie kind of was a sat doing well nothing and nobody mentioned it for a really long time unless you were I don't know Todd and Ryan talking in a back room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, but what happened was is in 2009, uh, Disney bought Marvel Comics, or the pur- or the purchase was finalized in 2009, and the first thing they did was they went to Comic Con. And at Comic Con, they displayed tons of uh, things that uh, for from the Disney company that were borderline superhero. Some of which, you know, along the lines of Tron, Rocketeer, um, Condor Man. Right, they had all the equipment and accoutrement out, and uh, suddenly people were going, "What is this costume?" Because people didn't know what it was. Like, like Jeff said, he missed the movie when he was younger, right? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and so, what what happened was, is suddenly it became this cult phenomenon in the in the Disney community, not just like the online Disney community, but the Disney community in general. And people were going out and seeing this movie, and then realizing how bad this movie was. And so, uh, Ryan. If I mention the name Steve Wacker, do you know who that is? Uh, I know who Steve Wacker is. He is he is the editor of the Spider-Man books at at Marvel. He has edited as of today, the day we record this podcast. I bet you didn't know this, Todd. Steve Wacker has edited 20% of of all issues ever published of Amazing Spider-Man. Um I did not know that, but I have no problems with that. I, I, nor do I, for I have I, I, every last one of those issues. And, and I'll tell you why, because I feel that he saved a character that was dying when he came on board with that character. So He most certainly did. But that's not why he's important to this discussion, Todd. No, 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 because, because at the, he is such a huge fan of Condor Man, apparently, that when um, they bought Marvel Comics, he tried to get them to make Condor Man be a mainstream character in the Marvel Universe. Yes, he did. I, I believe he, he also had it, like, Drawn in the background in some issues. Oh, I—that's a rumor. I have not found them yet. Okay. Uh, and trust me, I as I mentioned, I have a lot of Steve Wacker comics. There's also that it, it could be possible that this is a joke too, because Steve Wacker, if you if you follow him, he's an editor at Marvel Comics. Um, he's on Twitter and he likes to make jokes. So like literally the day that the Marvel and Disney uh, deal was announced, he put out on Twitter that he wanted Condor Man in his next issue of Spider-Man. Why not? He'd probably do better as a Marvel character <laughs> with a real writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, writing was uh, severely lacking in this film. I- I'm not even sure there was much. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Do-, do we want to talk about the plot such as it is? Um, well, let's just talk about the one more little culty thing, then we can go right into whatever sure. from there. So recently, the the whole cult uh, thing culminated with the uh, the recent uh, Toy Story short that appeared with, I think it was the Winnie the Pooh movie? Did I get that uh, yeah, right? I think so. I think that's right, right yeah. I forget which one. Right, the, so Toy Story has been putting out these small tunes, and uh, the second one was called Small Fry, which is about a miniature buzz that tries to take over Buzz Lightyear's life. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe that. Uh, yeah. And um, he is a discarded toy, and one of the discarded toy, other discarded toys is Condor Man. <laughs> it's just like, it's a quick two-second thing, and he's in there. And it's awesome because it's like this big, huge Condor Man head sitting in the car, right? <laughs> yes. Which would be awesome if we had it. Yes, I would definitely love to have a toy like that. I'm not lying. Movie stinks. Condor Man toys would be cool. (laughs) 
insane. All right. So, <laughs> so Condor Man is, it, and this is this is no joke. Condor Man is about a comic book writer who becomes a superhero secret agent. I'm just going to yeah. let that sink in for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the gimmick, the gimmick is, and this, they set this up at the very beginning of the movie, right? So the movie opens in Paris. We get the animated opening that Jeff mentioned, and we get this nice vista of Paris, and then we see this crazy person standing on the Eiffel Tower who opens up his wings to reveal himself to be Condor Man. So right away we see Condor Man, and if you don't know what you're getting into, you're wondering what's going on, as I'm sure Jeff was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Condor Man leaps off the Eiffel Tower. Well, leap is a strong word. Hold on. The, uh, you're right. This is very true. <laughs> how about how about gets lifted off by a crane in the most <laughs> yeah. obvious way ever. <laughs> 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 yes, in in a way that you can see the wire that he's hanging from as you watch the movie. Yes. <laughs> so, in, in theory, were the special effects to work, he leaps off the Eiffel Tower using his flying rig. Now, is it a hang glider? His wings no. spread wings like Batman and flies? No. 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 Is, no. Is it, is it, does he have a jetpack? Oh no. No, no. 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 Oh, absolutely not. He's flapping his his big old mechanical wings. <laughs> he sure is. Yes, he does. So did did you know catch that he actually almost died uh, filming this scene? I yeah. read this. I, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I had no idea. I, I I I love to swim, but I fear being dragged underwater, like they described him as having been. So. <laughs> Because what happens in the scene is his wing breaks and he crashes into the river and he, he's able to, to get out of the river because his friend Harry is there. But like you said, Todd, Michael Crawford, who's the actor who portrays Condor Man or Woody Wilkins is the, is the name of the character, uh, which is probably the worst name ever. Although it's probably like a callback, right, to like Peter Parker and stuff like that, right? Um, I, I think so. It's 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 – Woody Wilkins, I don't know, for some reason that reminds me of the Willie Lumpkin character name. Or Woodrow Wilson. Or Woodrow Wilson, very good. Woody Woodpecker. There you go. <laughs> Which would have been better been, than... Perhaps than he's the... gonna... Yeah. Okay, and I have to tell you, having seen this for the first time yeah. know, a couple days ago, the first thing I thought when I saw Condor Man, as it were, it was Greatest American Hero. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. He yes. looks a lot like him. He really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, so, what's also funny is this guy was also in Hello Dolly. Yes. And uh, I think that's one of his more famous roles. So I just kept seeing him as as like the guy from Hello Dolly all the time. Also, funniest thing happened on the funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad actor. No, none of them are. It, we're talking Oliver Reed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just it's it's this movie. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, from what I understand, and we can talk about this later. Oliver Reed was a bit of a pain to work with on this movie. 
Well, he was he's legendary for being a bit of a pain to work with, period. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Crawford is a is an accomplished Broadway actor who's been in several films. I mean, he's the man who originated the role of the Phantom of the Opera in in that play. So I mean, he's he he's an actor. Like he's got the chops. Um, he decided not to bring them with him for the role of Condor Man. <laughs> or, or it was pre chops. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> could have been. So, so the whole gimmick, right? The whole this is, and you have to buy this in order to buy the movie. And I'm guessing that's why most people didn't because it's quite the gimmick. So Woody is a comic book writer and illustrator, and he, in order to put something in his comic that Condor Man does, he has to do it himself to prove that it will actually work and make it believable. Yes. He, yeah, he he uh, he don't actually. Don't try this at home, kids. He, yeah, don't don't try anything in this movie at home. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't try showing this to kids. Would be my advice. <laughs> your your parents' car is not a hydrofoil. <laughs> no. No. Actually, neither is Condor Man's car. No, it, it isn't. It was it it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at that point. Yes, yes it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Real quick, one thing I did want to mention because yeah. you know, there's so little things to to point out in this movie that that are decent, but but the the animation in the in the early credits is not horrible, and I looked it up that that was Michael Sedino who was the lead animator for Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. He did Aladdin in Aladdin, and he did Adult Simba in The Lion King. That's an impressive resume. I'm imagining he does not put Condor Man on his resume. I'm guessing not. <laughs> Condor Man. Sorry, I just feel like occasionally we need to inject that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, sir. <laughs> it's my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. They, so that's sorry. the gimmick, though. You have yeah. To, you have to buy that gimmick. That, <laughs> that he's going to do everything that he puts into his comic book. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh... the most boring comic book ever. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spider-Man can't climb walls because I couldn't. Right, but this this is the explanation as to why he was trying to fly off the uh, Eiffel Tower. So, in case people missed the connection. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's going to happen. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but he's, he's in Paris uh, staying with his friend Harry. Correct. Right. And and Harry happens to work for the CIA. Happens to, yes. yes. Pure happenstance. Yes, and the CIA had a, apparently a huge office in Paris. Who knew? Absolutely. Riverfront office, no less. Yes. <laughs> with with a great view. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, well, you know, if if you watch one movie and they can have a waiting room for the FBI, I guess the CIA can have offices in Paris. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's there's a lot of uh, drop references throughout the movie to other to other movies and and uh, 
colloquial, colloquialisms of that particular time. Because, uh, like, he read, he mentions Robert Redford at this point, and that's just a reference to the fact that the a movie that was just out not too long before this movie was Three Days of the Condor. Yeah. Okay, and so, you know, Condor Man, Robert Redford. Uh, Robert Redford uses the codename Condor in the movie Three Days of the Condor. This is a spy movie, Condor, you know. Yep. Don't know how else to explain that. Yeah, no. I don't think there is another way to explain it. All right. So, so, but if you buy if you buy the gimmick that this is why Woody is is doing this crazy thing with as Condor Man, and you buy that the dad from Teen Wolf is a CIA agent, or that guy from Murder She Wrote, as I kept referring to him as, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then you can go with with the next part of the movie, which I also asks you to suspend disbelief, which is that. They, the CIA needs someone to perform a paper swap in Istanbul, right? So go swap some papers with someone in Istanbul, okay? A Russian civilian. But they can't send a CIA agent to do this. It has to be a civilian to do it. Yes. And the CIA, you know, being a covert group would actually really send a civilian to do it. Of course. <laughs> Not – that makes oh, perfect yeah. sense. Not just a civilian, but a civilian who's going to write a comic book about it because that's the deal with Harry, right? You should go do this because then you could write this into your comic book. Yes. No, no, no. The deal was that in order for him to be be on into and and be the guy, the go between, that he had to have that. That was in his deal, as we find out later in the movie. Yeah, no, no, we knew that. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But Woodrow put in his deal, not Harry. Harry Dorn did nothing, no part of that. Neither no, no, the no, boss. no, 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 no. This, this first this, part. At this point, yeah. Harry offers it to him with that as the caveat, but well, later okay. on, Woody turns it back on him is what happens. Yeah. No, it happens in this part, too, because once nope. the boss talks about it, the boss was not happy. No, no, that's after this. Okay. I'm getting yeah. used. Yeah, no. It's okay. So the, I, I know there's not, you know, I know that it's, <laughs> it's a really difficult movie to follow, actually, because they really don't carry things like that, so. Yeah. And was it just me, or or did you want to use the uh, Austin Powers line a, l- a lot in this movie? It's funny how Yugoslavia looks nothing like the Southern California country. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I love how for Monte Carlo, right? They're showing that one um, that one house that you can always see from the ocean side when you're driving on the what's the the road that goes along the ocean in uh in uh like Southern California. I was the Ocean Beach Highway. Right? That's right. What it is, yeah. right? And there's that one house, and that's what that's Monte Carlo. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course. It's funny how Monte Carlo looks nothing like Southern California. <laughs> but but here's here's the problem, guys. They yeah. actually filmed that in Monte Carlo. Did they? Yes, really? they did. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, but because that's what I was going to say is like the shots of Monte Carlo and, the, and like the shot of Paris and the Eiffel Tower, right? That looks like Paris and everything. They actually filmed it in Monte Carlo. It doesn't look like Monte Carlo. No. It's <laughs> hilarious. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not at all. Oh. No. But anyway, so he Ooh. goes to Istanbul. Was it Istanbul or Constantinople? Uh, let's call the whole thing off. 
<laughs> so he arrives in Istanbul and and goes into this Turkish restaurant bathhouse prison thing. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is the Dick Van Dyke moment in the movie, right? Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Because he goes in and like it's at this point where I go where, because he sits down next to Natalia, this this Russian gr- girl, and he assumes that that's the person he's supposed to, you know, give the papers to. And he's trying to play the spy. I assume so he can put it in the comic book, but it's not really clear. And he orders like a triple of the drink of the house, which comes on fire. Yeah, I, I love that too. The guy goes, he, well, first he orders a double, and the guy goes, nobody orders a double. So he goes, okay, a triple. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I mean, he, like, he's really acting silly. Yeah, and he and he pratfalls his way into the restaurant and actually lands in her lap. He doesn't even like sit next to her. He lands right. <laughs> on her, basically. Like it's played completely comedic, like just slapstick comedy, right? Yes. Yes. And and then the the tough guys come in to get Natalia, which Woody has no idea why it's going on. He has told her his name is. Condor man that he and told her that he's a great American spy, you know, unrivaled in in all of the annals of spydom. The vulture of the Western world. Yes, yes. <laughs> the vulture of the Western world. And he manages to just basically fall around the restaurant in interesting ways in order to foil the assassins who have come to kill her. Yes, in- including deflecting bullets with his briefcase. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely just, like, slapstick, him falling around, deflecting knives with the briefcase, bending over at the right time so the assassin punches the guy in front of him, all that kind of stuff. So he manages to escape. Then when they get, when he gets back, you know, Natalia goes one way, he goes the other way. When Natalia, when he gets back, uh, Natalia confronts Oliver Reed, who plays Krakow. <laughs> yes. And it turns out that she's a KGB spy, but he is so mean to her in this in this confrontation after her dealings with Condor Man that we find out in the next scene she's decided to defect. Yes. Well, we don't find out that it's her, but if you watch this movie for five minutes, you figure it out that it's her. <laughs> yes. And can I just one thing about this movie is I mean, there, it was really bad, and there's no question about that. <laughs> but but here's the thing, like. It's like they made four or five different movies because if they would have just gone with the slapstick, the the timing, the 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 foils in that last scene, and done that for the whole movie, it wouldn't have yes. been it would have been a better movie. It, yeah, because, it would have it would have been Pink Panther, very Inspector yeah. Clouseau, but oh, they kind yeah, of absolutely. But then, like from this point on, it gets into well, no, we're going to make him really actually be able to do this stuff as opposed to just like how did they ever explain okay so let me get this straight this guy's an excellent drawer right uh, he's a writer because he also writes the stories for the comic books apparently he's an engineer because he builds all this stuff to be yep. condor man and he's also apparently a professional race car driver um and a professional motorboater <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> I liked it better when he was just a bumbling idiot that accidentally beat these guys up. And, yeah. uh, and invented a real laser. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. 
But had they done that, I'm going to play the Ryan counterpart here, they wouldn't have had goals, motivation, and conflict. I don't think they did anyway. <laughs> they kind of, they kind of, you know what? I, as much as I thought this movie was cheesy and horrible, they did have all those three elements. Not the best way, but it, yeah. it, it was there. Only, it, only because, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, only because there was a love story involved. Correct. Yeah, I mean, he, they, it was there, but it wasn't good. But you didn't have to dig for it. <laughs> no, but it's uh, true. Be- before he even finds out, though, that he has to go uh, help Laser Lady defect. He invents Laser Lady. I'm sorry, Natalia Defect. He invents Laser Lady, who looks exactly like her. In the comic, yeah. Yes. And apparently before he goes at his adventure, manages to submit that to the comic book company so that at some point later on, the comic book is actually published and being read by children in Yugoslavia or wherever they Italy. were. Italy. Italy. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> the guy is fast. I'll, I'll give him that. I mean, he, he comes up with the character, submits it, and he's ready to go. Uh, but... So all that we know, right, again, if you've been watching the movie, you figure out that it's Natalia. But they, they tell uh, Russ, the head of the CIA, notifies Harry that the bear is defecting, and, she has re- and the, the agent has requested Condor Man to come and get you know, this Russian defector. Condor Man! Sorry. Condor Man! Condor Man. <laughs> and no one knows in the CIA who Condor Man is except Harry figures it out. Yes. And so they have to convince Woody to go and do the job. Again, a civilian to go extract a CIA agent from, you know, Soviet-held Eastern Europe. Does not sound like a good idea. But Woody has a plan, right? Go back to his gimmick. He submits designs to the CIA, mind you, the people who work on all the black helicopters and all that kind of stuff. He submits designs to the CIA of the equipment he will need to perform this operation. The comic book writer submits the plans <laughs> for all the gadgets we're going to talk about coming up in the next part of the movie. I want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> because you won't believe it. I thought I would mention the only one Star Wars reference I could come up with. Is that one of these mo- one of these guys was in a movie called It's a Trap, and guess what, folks? That what this movie is is a trap. There you go. I think that's probably as close to Star Wars as we want Condor Man oh. to ever be. Oh, I, I have something later. I'll bring it up later. Okay. Oh, please, please. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin the the rest of the movie by referencing it now. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> But so so Woody agrees to do the job. He finds out that the bear is Natalia. The the CIA agrees to build all of his crazy gadgets and designs so that he can test them out and put them in his comic book. Again, the CIA agrees to let him use their secret mission information in his comic book. Yes. Which becomes a plot point later. Yes. Sad but it's, true. It's very silly. All right, so he goes and he picks up Natalia. He's dressed in a gypsy outfit <laughs> with a cane. Oh, yeah. And when, when some agents confront him as he's trying to sneak Natalia out, yes. he taps the cane, which turns into a machine gun. Wait, 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 wait. you know what it is? 
it's the world's most dangerous cane. I'm sorry, it's just like a modern, a colloquial reference for the movie. There's <laughs> <laughs> like eight people listening who got that. <laughs> oh my. We'll be lucky if this podcast gets eight people to listen to it. <laughs> Oddly enough, that may be about the number of people that saw this at the theaters. Eight. Eight is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, you could be entirely right. It did not perform well. Not 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 good. I wonder why. Yeah. Well, so he has the machine gun cane, and then so he, p- he then gets Natalia after they escape into the gypsy truck, and they start being pursued by a a glass eyed guy in the lights motors action cars named Morovich. Yes. <laughs> was it glass or was it metal? I thought it was silver myself. Yeah, I, I think thought it was, it was supposed metal. to be glass. I thought. I thought. I thought glass. I don't. I don't think it really matters. What you're supposed to get from Morovich is that he's crazy and he can drive and has one eye. Yes. And apparently, he scared the whole town to death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was the worst scene ever. <laughs> yeah. So why, so like, why are they stopping? What is that? <laughs> what are they doing? So, so let me describe the scene here. <laughs> because. So, so Condor Man's escaped. We know that the crazy glass-eyed guy is on his trail. We have this whole French little town. Think Impressions de France when, you're, when the people are in the town and they're you know, walking through the market, right? This whole little town. All of a sudden, everyone stops. They start looking over the side of the hill. So I'm thinking, oh, we're going to see Condor Man flying down the hill. Something's going to happen, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, Condor going to be flying. No, no, that's not it. They, and then, then they hear an engine. <laughs> And they run to safety. The entire <laughs> town clears out. Now, what they were looking at before? No idea. No clue. No idea. The entire so, town um, clears out, and then Morovich and his five lights, motors, action cars come to town and clear the space. What did she call them? The, the Russian some, like, some squad. What did she call them? I, I kind of missed that as well, whatever they called it. I don't think like, it really matter. There's something like the... the but I just thought it was absolutely ludicrous because apparently the, the KGB has a special squad that hunts people down in their Porsche. Of, I, of, of, star, of stunt car drivers. <laughs> so, see, I, I kind of sort of felt that this film, the only thing that was missing was a carriage going slowly down the stairs for the Battleship Potemkin moment. Right? Oh, yeah. Right, because yeah. that's what okay. this scene okay. is, right? It's that same slow motion, everybody stops. You know, to watch the event kind of thing, and it was just, you know, no baby but, in a carriage. But what event? Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there was a car, Ryan. Everyone's scared of cars. Not until they were all hiding, there wasn't. And, and it drove through town on a road <laughs> that was already going through town. Right. Very scary. <laughs> well, it was a black car. We can all agree. You know, yeah. There you go. There it was you go. five black cars. <laughs> So, so Woody drives through town in the gypsy truck, unaware that Morovich and the men are there. He gets out of town. Now, why we had the town, I do not know, because we drive right through it, and we never go back there. It was so they could hide. Okay. I don't understand, but it's okay. I... So they drive out of town. Morovich and the guys are chasing them, and Woody figures out what's – or Natalia, rather, figures out what's going on behind them. And so they start catching up, and Natalia says, we'll never lose them in this 
whatever, this truck or whatever she says. So, of course, Woody has a plan. The comic book writer has a plan. He slides both their seats down into a car below the giant truck that he was just driving. And it ejects out the front as the Condor Mobile. Yes. Which, obviously, Batman totally ripped that off in the latest movie. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Yes. In fact, you know, I think the whole theater walked out at that moment in the Batman movie just because of that. All right. So they managed to escape Morovich. And, oh, boy. So they get to Italy. Well, well, wait, you forgot to discuss how they escaped Morovich. I'm sorry. Go right ahead, Todd. (laughs) So first of all, did anyone else catch that Morovich drives down the side of the mountain just like Herbie? Yes, of course he does. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure. How else do you drive down the side of a mountain? I'm pretty sure they all but just, like, painted the car, like, took the same footage and painted the Herbie car black (laughs) to, to film this. So apparently lasers can can only shoot one when in a car. That's important to know. Yes. There are different rules when it's not a car. But yes, in a car, you can only shoot the lasers one time per laser configuration. And when they hit nothing, it makes a huge spectacular explosion. Yes, this is also <laughs> true. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good point. But no, my favorite my favorite part on the car was the ramp. That that was genius. It, it was cool. Who didn't want? Who doesn't want a ramp on the front of their car for other cars to just like go flying over? Um, me. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Don't you I, I don't really have a need for that. Yeah. Don't you commute like an hour and a half each way every day? Yeah. And maybe you should rethink that statement. I'd rather <laughs> have the lasers. Oh, good. Point. That they weren't on the front of the car, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh boy. So, so then, <laughs> then Herbie down the side of the road that's not Herbie, and then we get to see uh, the car drive off the end of a pier, right? Yes. Prince of the yeah. Chichity Bank, as we mentioned earlier. Yes, and the car inflates and becomes a hydrofoil, and that's how they escape hey, to Italy. I just want to point out, it's not a hydrofoil. No, Correct. It, that's it, what they call it, but rats. that's not what it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Valid point, Jeff. Valid point. So they make it to Italy where they rejoin Harry. So then we get we we catch up with Krakow and Morovich, right? And Krakow has figured out the entire key to Condor Man and his success and how they can capture Condor Man. Because yes. he's figured out that this is a civilian. He's figured out it's a comic book artist. And he's figured out that if you can read the comic books... You know what he's going to do. Yes. I love that he goes, he is a writer of comic books. <laughs> but I think he has a right to be mad here, right? Because the professional CIA or a KGB operative cannot catch someone whose profession is writing comic books. You have no offense to comic book writers everywhere. But uh, yeah. I, I think I think. I think the CIA has more reason to be mad because he put the details of his secret operation in the comic book that, as Todd mentioned, he sent off before he went on the mission. Well, also, mind you, that when he gave Ross, who is Harry's boss, the, um, the what to build, he handed him the same stack of comic books that apparently Krakow found and read. 
Which which calls into an interesting conundrum here, because he says he will only put things in the comic book that he's already tested himself. Yes. So either Woody invented a time machine as well. Totally plausible. Or it's a big plot hole. Or he stole ours. Let me check. (laughs) Or he had already (laughs) tested them previously. (laughs) Isn't that the more scary thought, though? So, so from Italy, they go to Switzerland, where where they they apparently live in the same village from one of the Bond films. I forget which one it was. Uh, where where they're in the Alps, and Natalia finds out what's going on and discovers that Woody is in fact just a comic book writer because, as mentioned, Todd he had created Laser Lady, and a bunch of kids recognize her as Laser Lady. Oh, oh, you know what we missed? We skipped the A Team reference. I, I, there's an A Team reference. I'm sorry. There really is. Um, so what? At, at one point, he met, uh, they're talking about the the plant. So Harry comes and gets them out of prison, right? At one Correct. point, and that, this is the Plan V that they mentioned earlier in the movie. And what's going on is that he mentions that the that the plan is Bazooka Boy meets Hannibal Smith. Ah, uh, yes. Hannibal Smith is the leader of the A Team. Dun dun dun. Condor Even the movie version of the A Team was better than this movie. Whoa! <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yes, but so they they they, they managed to escape to Switzerland. They they get there. Oh, I, I forgot. They, the way that they escape in Italy is quite – and the reason why they ended up in jail, of course. They they crash a wedding, and Mor- when Morovich comes in to capture them, Natalia stands up and says <laughs> that she is actually married to the groom and that her cousin has come with her to confront him and points to Morovich as the cousin, which starts a fight, and gets both of them ended up in jail. And they get uh- to end. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's silly. Uh, I I did enjoy the wedding scene though. I thought that was funny. I really yeah. felt sorry for that guy. I did too. Can you imagine what like he's trying to marry this woman? He's never going to hear the end of that. Oh, he's <laughs> not going to get married. Are you kidding me? No, 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 not a chance. <laughs> so, uh. so at, at this point. Is where Krakow uh, mentioned. I want to say Krakovich because it's Morovich. I don't know why I want to say Krakovich. Um, so at this point, uh, Krakow realizes that now he's become this so in depth of knowledge in Woody's comic books that he can actually predict the exact location that Woody will choose to cross the Swiss Alps. Of course he can. <laughs> because he put it in the comic book detailing all of the information ahead of time as to what he was going to do. Yes. I it's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And did anyone notice that when the little kids recognize Laser Lady? Yes. Um as Laser Lady or Natasha or Natalia or yeah, whatever. Um, they they speak perfect English. Of course they do. 
And they're reading English comic books. Yes. Well, those Swiss so are so neutral, so. don't forget. <laughs> that doesn't make any So I, I want to point out that, that one of the comments that I made to Cheryl during this movie, right, was that you have to remember that this movie took place before the wall went down, before oh, yeah. Russia went from the enemy to being the pseudo-friend and now back to the enemy, you know, kind of thing. So – and they're not really the enemy. I'm just like, you know, that's, you know, an easy way to reference it. Um, right. So it, it, it's very funny because it's got all these really super cliched things like – the Russians with the heavy accents and the guns, right, and always dressed in black, and you've got – again, they're in Switzerland. So of course everyone speaks English because that's how it always was when you went to Switzerland in these spy movies. They all always spoke English because they're neutral. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and, but they try to make their escape. Uh, from Switzerland by using yet another of Woody's devices. They go up to the ski lift and they have these poles that hang from the ski lift that apparently are rocket powered, even though I never saw a rocket pack. Did any of you see any sort of propulsion on those poles? It was like a little propane fire going out the back of the tops of the things, but that was really it. Yeah. And that's going to carry both Harry and Woody on one tiny little pole. But you know what happened? It's because they used all their pyrotechnics effects during the laser the laser car chase earlier. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was a low budget movie uh, to the point that Oliver Reed, the aforementioned Oliver Reed, uh, at one point threw his tuxedo out just because he's Oliver Reed, and that's what he does. He threw it in the Seine when they were filming in Paris. And they didn't have the money to get him another one, so they went and fished it out of the river. Feel sorry for the guy who had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, oh, I'm finally working on a big Hollywood movie. All right, son, go dive in the river and fish out Oliver Reed's tuxedo. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so as they are rocketing at rapid, rapid speeds, really, not so much, uh, down this ski thing, uh, the... The people catch up with them. Krakow's men catch up with them. Shoot down uh, Woody and Harry, who fall in the most obvious fake dummies falling from the hole <laughs> you have ever seen. <laughs> like was... the limbs do not move in ways that humans can move. <laughs> fall down into the snow, and they take Natalia and return her to their headquarters in Monte Carlo. Yes. But is that not the – the like I laughed out loud when I saw those dummies falling from the <laughs> ski thing. It's uh, an interesting thing. But this is what I'm saying, the, the less than stellar effects, less than special effects, right? And yes. one of my favorite lines of the movie too, I don't know if I'll ever move again. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. apropos considering. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's it, at that point, you know, uh, Harry checks in and he's told the CIA is like, hey, the mission's a failure. You guys come on back home. But Woody says, no, we want to I, I want I want to go rescue Natalia. I'm in love with her because Natalia had you know decided that she had kissed. She wanted to kiss Woody. She was all she was all about the comic book writer. She was she was still on board a little bit, but she although she had some reservations. Right. 
But so he convinces Harry. They go to Monte Carlo and dress up as Arab sheiks. Yes. Again, like I said, <laughs> those those spy movie yeah spy movie cliches throughout. That's you know the Arab disguise is definitely a spy movie cliche. A, a bad spy movie dis- cliche. Really bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reminded me so they, of uh, the guy who plays uh, Max Klinger on MASH at that point. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Good call. All right. So they dress up as these Arab sheiks, go into the casino, and basically you know, start throwing money around to, to get attention. And so they can sneak in and recover Natalia. So Woody sneaks in, sees her. She professes her love. You know, They work out their, all their differences. He gets chased to the top of the building. And you know what has to come back at this point because you know it's just synergy at that point. Right. You gotta have the Condor Man suit come back because you know yes. it worked so well the first time. So, so if you're paying attention in all the scenes throughout where he's in the Arab outfit, you can actually see his yellow boots the whole time. We forgot to mention that he also had told um, Laser Lady, the bear Natalia, that. Um, <laughs> He that um he loved that she told him that she loved him because she was afraid. Yeah, she was afraid he would be killed because he's just a regular guy and doesn't think she, he can survive against Krakow. Right. That's. But she finally he finally convinced her. Yes. He finally convinced her and to, to take he, the leap. I, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he must. He must be way more convincing off-screen than he was on because she jumps on his back as he uses this Condor Man suit to fly out of the casino and down to the pier. Yes. And as we, as we all know, that when you're in you know a secret mission, you'd want to wear the Condor Man suit because otherwise the wings wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. It's all about aerodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you don't – when you're on a secret mission, it's probably best to wear bright orange, red, and yellow clothing. I Absolutely. find that's, that's the best way to go. Always. <laughs> but, of course, that is just a prelude, my friends, to, to them getting down to – you guessed it – the Condor Boat. The Condor Boat. <laughs> So we have Woody and Natalia and Harry on the Condor boat uh, in a nice high-speed chase where Krakow and Morovich are pursuing them in a speedboat along with the other Lights Motors action guys. Uh, <laughs> and, and Morovich, in the most development of his character that there is, is when the Condor boat is, is trapped and he wants to ram the Condor boat. Yes. Krakow tells him not to do it. He looks at Morovich. Morovich lays the pedal to the metal. Krakow jumps out of the boat and Morovich goes crashing into a wall into a wall of flames. So, can we discuss just for a moment the laser that fires for like 10 minutes straight? (laughs) Yes, shall we? Because here's what we were talking about. When you're in the water, you can fire the laser multiple times. But when you're driving, you can't. That's apparently the rule. I I have no idea. It's just... uh, But this... So... The car chase is actually 
got things going on in it earlier in the movie, right? But this boat chase is like the same three boats circling around each other for ten minutes straight with the laser firing. Yes. Yeah, and, and the boats are like going over waves and, and the laser's pitching back and forth and yet he knows exactly the right time to pull the trigger so that it doesn't actually hit the boat. Yeah. He, oh, Hondor man, hello. And, and oh, uh, he... He, he can't hit anything. It's actually the smoke that causes the boats to crash into each other. <laughs> because he was hit by one rocket when they fired, like, 50 at him. Yeah. 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 Oh, and hey, this is the other Star Wars reference. Some of the sound effects for the lasers, exactly taken from the Empire Strikes Back. Hoth scene. Ah, doesn't oh, surprise me at all. No. So, you know, so they have the, uh, what I like to refer to, so when the boat hits the side of the mountain and they both live, right? Nobody dies yeah. there. That's because it's a G movie. <laughs> of course. No, it's PG. <laughs> this, was, this was PG? Okay, because Disney's, like, Disney's website says G. Oh, no, PG. You're right. It was G in Canada. My mistake. Aha. Or one for the producer lady. Was there really ever any doubt? No, no probably not. Really. not. So yes, they manage to escape. Uh, the Condor boat gets lifted out by a CIA helicopter, uh, and we all get to go later to see. Now, now here's my question. So days later, we have we have Woody and Natalia at Dodger Stadium watching a baseball game, but Harry is sitting behind them. Is Harry not kind of the third wheel at this point? Do we really need Harry? Didn't didn't Harry live in Paris? Yes. Also valid point. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they they went from Paris to Yugoslavia to Italy to Switzerland, right? To oh, you Monte forgot Carlo. Hungary. You forgot oh, Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. To Monte Carlo, um, and then that's where the movie ends. Is, Mon- is Monte Carlo, and then all of a sudden they're in California, which makes no sense. Of course it does. He said earlier in the movie he wanted to introduce her to baseball. So there you go. Oh yes. Because New York wasn't in between the two. No, not at all. Stop, <laughs> stop using logic. Uh, we're talking about Condor Man. Yes. So, but I, I just was curious why why Harry was still around at that point. It seems like he would be out of place. But because that's just... he wanted to be there to, for the um, money to make sure his money was spent well on on the um, Goodyear blimp. There you go. Right. <laughs> And what optimistic person it, that that had anything to do with this movie tries to put the beginnings for a sequel <laughs> in the scene? So really? Joke. Really? <laughs> they, had to have because... fil- they had to have filmed this scene first, because otherwise there's no way you could do that with a straight face, right? Because <laughs> you can't have made this whole movie and thought, oh yeah, we're going to get a sequel, Condorman 2. Yeah. Condor man. Condor man. Condor man. Yeah, they set up a sequel in this. Yes. Because they're in the Goodyear blimp and somebody gets uh they get a question saying from Russ's boss, who's Harry's boss, says, Well, Condor Man was good enough for this, he's good enough for this next assignment we have. They call That's- Harry and we're off to the races. And they happen to be the ones driving the blimp. Of course they are. <laughs> Why? Why would you ever think any different? 
Well, you know, it's just... Uh... And I don't know. I would like to point out that them driving the blimp over Dodger Stadium is a big no-no. CIA is not allowed to operate inside the borders of the United States. Well, they, they were driving. They were yeah, just by, by, Yeah, right? by operate, they mean spy stuff, not drive a blimp, I think. Oh, but they were using binoculars to, to watch Harry and... Man. Have you ever been to Dodger Stadium? Well, that's the old. That's not. They <laughs> <laughs> probably had a good seat. <laughs> um, oh boy! Yeah, so that's the end of the movie, folks. There you go. Thank and that's the end of our patience for the movie. Yes. yes. I, I, I just wanted to mention since we were talking about comic books before. Did you know there were, in fact, actually comic book adaptations of this movie? Of course. And and, and, and sequel stories in the comic books. Yes. Okay. So here, here's the thing, though. Um, there's, there's a similarity to uh, a certain movie that's coming out. I'll, I'll, I'll set you up for it, and then we can talk about that. Is um, so Russ, the CIA boss in the movie, right? In all the comic book adaptations, he's an African American gentleman. Does that sound no. like another particular conversion of a character that you know about? Oh, one Nicholas Fury. Yes. <laughs> And hey, another thing we didn't mention was the hoo hoo hooey, the uh, goofy laugh. Yes, at the very yes. beginning. The very beginning, Condor Man makes the goofy laugh. Yeah. yeah. As he's jumping off of the Eiffel Tower with a wire attached to him, so that he doesn't. <laughs> have... All right, that is more time spent on Condor Man than anyone has spent in the last twenty-one years. So let's let's wrap that up. Uh, All right. Uh, ratings, Cheryl, 0. 0.25, right? I'll give it a half star. I'll go. At, I'll go that far for it. I, a- I do think the greatest American hero, though, is is a better is is if you're gonna watch something, you want to watch something that's a cheesy superhero movie. Go watch Greatest American Hero. <laughs> there you go. All right, our special guest, Mr. Jeff Cheney. I apologize that you uh, were the um, for this episode. Yeah. I, I, oh, wow. Um, you know, there were parts of this movie that I enjoyed. It, I'm, I hate to admit. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I guess one star, maybe. It's there somewhere somewhere half one. I, I mean, it, I really enjoyed the scene in Istanbul. I thought that was funny. It made me laugh, um, but I like physical humor, so that's right. That was right in my ballyhoo. But uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, please don't, don't, don't spend the two dollars to rent this movie. <laughs> don't spend the two dollars. <laughs> Just take those two dollars and burn them, and watch that, and you'll have a lot more fun. And that'll be better than this movie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, Mr. Perlmutter. So. Yeah, you know how I talk about how there's <laughs> how there, there's certain things that I tend to say a lot. Um, I like science fiction. I like superheroes. I like this stuff. Um, and like Jeff, there are moments in this movie that I really like, like all the gadgety stuff. I actually get a kick out of. Okay, despite how cheesy it is, right? Um, but this is just not a good movie. I mean. As as far as movie structure goes, Beverly Hills Chihuahua actually better than this. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Hey, I, and yeah. coming from me who hates that, I would saying yes. Yeah. Um, I I I don't think it's the most horrible movie in the world because I've seen some pretty bad movies. Like I said, pretty much the same thing for Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Um, to to me, this um, I, I think that this there's got to be some um way to enjoy this movie, but I didn't find it watching the movie. <laughs> I guess it, it, it's it's more it's more nostalgic for me. Like I remember the time period in my life than anything else, right? So, um, but it, as far as movies go, this is just a one. It's not really worth the effort. Now, could it stand for a remake and be a better movie? Yes, please. Well, doesn't well okay. So we have to wait twenty years, right? Because that's the rule: twenty years. So, uh, well, no, no, just within. Usually it's within 25 years if they yeah. if they want to keep it they have to tap it but it's already has it been 25 years yet no they got a few more years right yeah it was 80 no. something right oh no it's no, it was 81 it already passed so, so 2006 so it already passed I guess and nobody's stealing it yet there you go but they've really they've All right. released it on DVD recently so I, that kind of sort of qualifies by the way so there you go. Uh, I I have to agree Todd I have to give Condor Man a one but you know what. I I would watch it again because it's just it's so bad it's funny it's like for me it's like watching Plan Nine from Outer Space it's just one of the worst things you could ever hope to watch but it's so bad it's funny like seeing movies like this I get a kick out of like seeing that wire seeing the lasers that that only can fire once all that kind of stuff I enjoy it as a movie though it's a one. Um, but I think we had a lot of fun talking about it, more so than watching it. Uh, oh yes. yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just it's 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 funny and it's ludicrous and you're right. It, it it's it's painfully funny. I think is a good way to put it. I like that. Yes. So until next week, you can keep in touch with us. You can let us know what you think of this show. Go over to DisneyFilmProject.com and you can leave a comment on the show notes there. You can tweet us at Diz Film Project, or you can go over to Facebook and search for Disney Film Project and let us know what you think of the show there. You can keep in touch with all of us on our various and sundry blogging platforms. You can check out Todd and myself over at touringplans.com. Check out Bree's attractions blogs, my film blogs, and Todd's chief technical wizardry over at disneydrivenlife.com. And you can keep up with Cheryl's travails trying to keep this podcast together at about.me slash Cheryl P3. And also, don't forget to check out Magic 24.7. Listen to the box office report sponsored by us here at Disney Film Project. So go over to magic247radio.com and listen to that show so you can check out the box office report. So until next week, folks, keep it watching the movies. Woody, you're a great cartoonist, and you're a great comic book writer, but you're a lousy bird. I'll bring the dip if you bring the Dostoevsky. Laser Liddy would say anything to save the man she loves. Condor Man is America. His word is his own.